Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at sentfromdisneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Mary Henderson, and Sheila Harry. C-Ticket patrons Serious Inquiries Only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, Grace Coat, Scott Cagle, and Ben and Noel Bruning, B-Ticket patron The Disney Rewind Podcast, and to the A-Ticket patrons Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelique and the Block, The All Aboard Podcast, and Ana Fichas de la Torres. I am your host, your post-host Clocky, and today we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the sailing ship Columbia. If you look closely, you can see Sleeping Beauty Castle and the Matterhorn, and the Golden Horseshoe just to the left. You can also catch a glimpse of the old gazebo on the banks of the rivers of America near Frontierland. On the back it reads, Columbia, Frontierland. Disneyland's three-masted, full-rigged sailing vessel, the Columbia, a full-size replica of the original Windjammer, which was the first vessel carrying the United States flag to circumnavigate the globe, set sail with guests aboard down the rivers of America in Frontierland, Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and the snow-capped Matterhorn can be seen in the background. It's postmarked June 29, 1962, with an Oxnard cancel and a three-cent purple Liberty postage stamp, Scott number 1035. I assume they visited the park on Thursday, June 28th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 76 and a low of 60. Park attendance that day was 22,350. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. Paul Hughes of Northville Township, Michigan. It reads, Dear Kathy and Paul, having a grand time in California, spent a whole day at Disneyland, just too many things to see. We'll be in San Francisco next week. Our time is going by much too fast. Love, Norm and Donna. This week, I received a generous envelope of assorted Disneyland ephemera from Paul, a friend I met through Instagram, and our mutual appreciation of vintage Disneyland. Since the theme this month has been ephemera and memorabilia from my shelves, I thought I would unbox and examine these new-slash-vintage additions to my collection. First up, we have some Disneyland passports. These were available during the early 80s when Disneyland was still using individual tickets for attractions. The passport allowed guests to enjoy unlimited attractions at the park, excluding the shooting galleries. Looking closer at one of these tickets from January 16, 1982, there is a metal grommet at the top of the ticket. These paper tickets were meant to be worn by the guest with a string going through the metal hole and tied to the guest, probably on a belt loop or around a shirt button. This is a detail I always look for in photos from Disneyland in the 1980s. The back of the ticket has the price of $10.25 for an adult. The next amazing piece of Disneyland history is a monorail station round-trip ticket. I have read about these before, but this is the first time seeing this type of ticket in person. For $2.50, the round-trip ticket would allow guests to board the monorail at the hotel and ride around and see Disneyland from the windows. The monorail would then return to the hotel. It was a good way to preview the park. This ticket was stamped April 21, 1991, 
and has a great image of the Mark V monorail passing by one of the Matterhorn's waterfalls. Keep an eye out on Sundays. Enfield Post has been offering some great deals on vintage postage on Instagram. It's a great way to see her stamp inventory without being overwhelmed and getting a great discount on some stamps. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has a horse-drawn streetcar rolling down Main Street. You can see the Emporium, the Crystal Arcade, and in the far distance, Sleeping Beauty Castle. On the back it reads, Horse-Drawn Streetcar. The leisurely pace of days gone by is seen from the plodding horse-drawn streetcar as guests ride down Main Street, USA, viewing America at the turn of the century. It's postmarked August 17, 1974, with an Anaheim cancel and an 8-cent U.S. flag with the White House and Washington Monument postage stamp, Scott number 1338F. I assume they visit the park on Friday, August 16th, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. The weather was a high of 80 and a low of 60. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. Paul Schmidt of Vancouver, Washington. It reads, Friday, Dear M.E. and Paul, Arrived in Anaheim last night after visiting L.A., and eating at Hollywood and Vine, no less. We've had beautiful weather all the way. We were at Disneyland all day today. It's great. Thanks again for letting us stay. The Travelers. Although the Travelers had nice weather, it can rain in Anaheim. Our next piece of ephemera, which I'm excited to have in my collection, is a 2-inch by 4-inch note card with Jimmy Cricket holding up an umbrella with a few raindrops coming down. To his left is this announcement. It reads... Important, due to the difficulty of operating the park during inclement weather, it may become necessary to close Disneyland today prior to our normal closing. We apologize for this unusual California weather, but we trust you will find much to see and enjoy here in the Magic Kingdom. All the adventures and attractions that can be safely operated will remain open for your pleasure. The weatherman has a favorite quotation. It reads, Into each life, a little rain must fall, and it looks like today is our day. Thank you. At the bottom of the card is a 1986 copyright notation. These cards would be handed out with park maps when guests enter the main gate or the Disneyland monorail entrance. While there have been some advancements from 1986, presently when it rains at the park, some attractions still close. These attractions include Dumbo, the Teacups, Storybook Land Canal Boats, and other attractions which are primarily outdoors. And some outdoor attractions do stay open. The rain can make the entire Jungle Cruise feel like a rainforest. Paul also sent along some ephemera from his personal design work, including a reservation card for an exhibition, which was in Old Sacramento in the late 90s, and a walkthrough experience entitled Fantasy to Reality, The Evolution of Theme Park Design, that he designed and curated for the University of California Davis campus in 2002. Check out his Instagram at pmndesigns to see some great Disney photos, along with some of the projects he's worked on. The pieces mentioned today are just a handful of paper nostalgia I received, the last piece for today's episode is a simple 8.5 by 11 sheet of graph paper. What makes it special is the header, where you can see Sorcerer Mickey followed by the words Walt Disney Imagineering. Below are lines that are meant to be filled in with project area, date, the sheet number, the unit name, and the job number. It is something I'll hold on to and perhaps get some Disney Imagineers to sign. 
This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. This week I was able to catch some of Monday's ATD that's hosted by paper artist Russ Romano. He was still adding detail to his sunflower piece. Then on Thursday, the co-host extended the ATD hour by keeping it on Instagram Live an additional two to three hours. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has pie-eyed Mickey Mouse, following Minnie Mouse on a green background. Below Mickey is the phrase, what's going on? It's postmarked February 18th, 2022, from Dusseldorf, Germany, with a cancel that translates to, together against Corona, with two arms stretched around a heart, and two stamps. First, an orange flower stamp, and then a gruffalo stamp. It reads, Hello Clocky, many greetings from Germany. How are you? I hope you, your family, and your friends are healthy and safe. Years ago, we visited Disney World in Florida with our two children. This time, my son was just seven years old. We had flown over 10 hours to America, Miami, and had a little bit of jet lag. On the first morning after the flight, he sat on the edge of the bed, totally dressed with his cap on his head. When we woke up, he said, Now stand up. I go to Disney World. Please stay healthy. Krista. Thank you so much, Krista, for the postcard and great story. One of the more frequent questions I see on Instagram is, are you a rope drop person or a park close person? A rope drop person being someone who wakes up early, gets through security, waits for the gates to open, and rushes down Main Street to the ropes holding guests back for the rest of the park to open. The ropes drop, and guests walk to their first attraction. A park close person will roll into the park whenever and stay to go on the last ride of the night, and then walk leisurely down Main Street as security slowly urges guests out of the gates. It sounds like Krista's son is a rope dropper. I prefer to do both. I like seeing the park first thing in the morning and grabbing breakfast in Tomorrowland or Fantasyland, but I also enjoy the lights and the calm that happens at the end of the day on Main Street USA. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to sentfromdisneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.